This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest. She has psionic powers. I'm Daniel. There are many eyes in the shadows. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is is Cesar, and no no surname. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for seventy five years. I'm Kevin. I am here to learn to be a better knight, I guess, for lack of a better word. I I, I kind of have my own personal quest, I guess, uh, just to become a protector of people. And I'm Tinzian. Beauties of D and D can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. So, welcome to Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. Anyone else would like? Uh, to yeah, sorry. It's just yeah, me and you. Just me. us, uh, really? Uh, sorry, yep. it was. Uh, yeah, microphone unplugged itself. Uh, I'm Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kevin. And I'm supposed to be supervising this train wreck. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And <laughs> today is Friday, April 6th, and this is episode 51 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. And last week we had a whole lot of things happen. Uh, the party ended up splitting up, and I'm going to let Tinzian catch us up on where we are with that because it's, it's a bit. So Dungeon Master, you are a go. Last week there was celebration... There was an apparent assassination hit. There was um, quite a lot that happened. Uh, The party finally made it to the inn, discovered that their inn has been destroyed, and largely that uh, apparently now Mithrin is the town's great hero and inventor of parades. Uh, for those, by the way, to take a segue, who were uh, listening to the audio stream live, I had the Twitch TV page up with the live stream, and it may have been responsible for some of the echoes that was going on, because I don't have, a, apparently can't find a mute button on that page. So there goes me attempting to participate in the own, in our own stream. So Rabbit was right. All that time, I'm telling Rabbit, no, no, it's not that. No, I brought I brought it up just before I just brought it up just before this episode, so the last episode isn't my fault. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see here. Mithrin has found his staff again, or a new staff, he's not quite sure, and a horse. Cesar has deduced that whatever happened at the inn was not a freak natural occurrence. Wasn't bad wiring. Thorn is out in the semi-wilds outside of Winterhaven, heading north-northeast towards a mountain range and leaving markings, uh, sometimes with a dagger, and sorry, sometimes with his weapon, or other times a specialty attack um, to try and leave a trail for the party to follow. And crop circles. Yep. He is riding Fluffy the Giant Spider and just trying to see where uh, the spider takes him. And I am going to sort of set the stage here and then we will bring um, the others in and uh, address Thorn um, following this introduction. But as far as Xanatari goes, Xanatari has investigated the inn and then she was due to um, the sound of thunder and lightning and all the other stuff that was going on in the area of the temple to her deity that she was able to um, get from the temple of Palor, arrived at the scene of a fight ending with the blacksmith's son attacking or apparently defeating a large number of drow. I believe it was a total of six. And the blacksmith's son has just fallen to his knees, fallen to one knee in front of Sanatari. As Mithrin and Cesar come running up onto the scene, 
I'd like you to both envision sort of this great classical um, adventure story with knights and so forth. Almost as if um, the sun finally cracks over the top of the buildings around the temple, casting light down upon Xanatari and this other figure who is kneeling in supplication, well, from a distance appears supplication before her. And it's a rather impressive scene because the entire temple is open and Xanatari looks extremely badass at this point in time. Um, and it's all ruined by Mithrin running up with a parade. <laughs> <laughs> and his huge hat, his baton, sousaphone. But, but I think in this case, I'm going to have Xanatari pick up from the last time that um, we were on. She was asking a couple questions and um, was pick up from that point. Okay, um... I was waiting for a reply from the unnamed blacksmith's son, who I assume that I knew already, mm-hmm. and uh, was thanking him for protecting the shrine and uh, obviously working together with the storm god to you know, take out the drow. Mm-hmm. And I w- was asking him what had happened and, and just kind of trying to get an update on what's going on. Okay. By the way, would you like to have the honor of naming the blacksmith's son? Oh, I really think that uh, Thorne should do it because he said so many other g- names in the, <laughs> in the episodes before. Fluffy Steve Bill. Uh, I was going to go with Jeff. Okay. Jeff. Jeff the blacksmith's son. Very good. Um, Jeff sort of raises his, his eyes. Uh, he's definitely worn, worn out considerably. But he looks at you somewhat quizzically, and he goes, but it was you who had set me at this task of defending the shrine. Um, he explains that, you know, he's sort of looking like, you know, perhaps you took a, a bump to the head, so he's sort of trying to investigate what's going on. And He's like, I, I was out um, trying to defend the town, much as the other heroes uh, of your company have done. And I had come across the temple and saw that there were these figures there and was going to do something about it because you know we, we've been taught to respect the holy places, whether they are new or they are old. And... Um, yeah, he, he seems ex- extremely curious as to why you're asking him this question. Okay, wow, we have the time tower getting in our way again. Where's the phone booth? <laughs> okay. He, he, does, he, he does continue, though, and he sort of settled on the fact that you, you must have had a, uh, a, a concussion or a bump in something, and you sort of looked... looked sense him look, looking you over, but not in the woohoo sort of way, but in the you're dressed differently kind of kind of deal, but I guess that's how adventurers do this sort of thing. Um, he tells you, his, tells you the story of how you came riding through the darkened streets. Um, riding? Riding. Upon a extremely impressive horse. The um, shoes of which were either made of a special metal that he has never seen before, or perhaps it is some of this, you know, rare magic that he has never quite seen in person, but there were sparks coming from the hooves uh, with each clomp as, you know, you, the rider, urged forward and surged forward down this road towards. And as you had arrived and, and gotten off your um, mount, you know, you were armored tremendously and it was very impressive. And he's, he swears that your the sword that you were wielding was dripping what appeared to be molten lightning 
and he kind of points to the ground, and there's actually, indeed, from what you can tell, there seems to be a um, some drops here and there of sort of a glass-like sand-fused substance, um, something of great heat hit in a bunch of different places. And I'm going to have uh, Mithrin and Cesar be here for this portion, so just kind of keep that in mind, guys. Um, to overhear the story. And Over here. You, what up? You know, w- w- without hesitation, you had gone not more than, you know, six good, firm, steady paces before um, stabbing one of the, uh, one of these figures that's now dead on the ground. And, um, you know, there's just this great crackle and then boom of, um, you know, thunder and lightning. You know, you had, you had skewered one and, um, it just literally crisped and with a point of your hand, another one had just had the whole emperor's lightning thing just happening all over it and, at, at this point, he realized that either he was in well over his head or he was truly dreaming and, you know, asleep or something, because this, this is something of, of such legend, you know, now in his mind. Just, you can, you can sort of see the devotion in his eyes as he's telling this story. You can tell that this is something that he's going to share. This is something that is now becoming part of him, this, this thing. And he said that after you had done this, the others, you know, the other figures had been surprised and they had turned from, they were, um, he points back towards the altar. He says they were trying to put something back behind the altar and they charged. And you had pointed at his weapon and suddenly it started to crackle. And, you know, that's when he dove in because you two had fought each another um, drow of your own, but then something seemed to have called you away, so you, you mounted up feeling, you know, like he, he, he got the feeling like, I am supposed to be here, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you have approved of this, you know, he is worthy to defend this as you go off and you do whatever legendary thing elsewhere in the town, because this is just such a wild night. <laughs> wow, we are awesome in the future, I'm excited. Where, um, where is my shadow facts? Why you no give him? It, maybe it's in the past. <laughs> oh, that would suck. Oh. No, it's not in the past. It's in the future. Shh. Okay, okay. I would. I would look at him, at Jeff, and just <laughs> let it pass because uh, we've heard of such strange things before from the Time Tower, and um, just let it pass and thank him for for staying and for his service and defending the shrine. And then I would want to examine the shrine and see if it's been damaged, uh, how badly it's been attacked and then just kind of look around. He, Jeff rises up as you, as you thank him and walk away and he is clearly tired, but he, he is following you and he starts to, um, pledge himself to the service of your deity and, uh, to you as a, guardian to this place you know he feels that he must you know fit in here and if he hopes he hopes that he's been proven worthy by this um defense but you know he he finds that perhaps this is more his calling than it is over the fire pits of his father's place which he still intends to honor to a point but he feels that his heart is here more Wait, he's saying he's going to be a permanent guardian to this tiny shrine is that the impression Basically, basically, he has just pledged himself as a follower. He's my acolyte to, now. He's pretty much just pledged to your deity and to you. Um, you know, so you are an extension to him of this deity. But you, <laughs> I you have are. Yeah. But but you you are you know you have come up and just think of like this awesome armor. You know the knights. The you know just <laughs> however you want to do it. It this is this is like meatloaf video level. <laughs> Awesome of just you know the the the, the classic eighties album art of huge night just awesome you know just whatever it, it it's just completely like 
turned deflecting up Deflecting arrows with the power of rock. Right. There's yes. lightning bolts and, you know, yeah, base yeah. guitars, you know, and I get it. I need yeah. to know right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow! Yep. Yep, yep. So, yes. Um, he, You have just gotten an alkalite for... Okay. I think this is kind of the perfect time to share a little something with you right now. Uh-oh. Um. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Just for you. Tenzian. A GM so dark, so devious. His traps are so perilous. The players will kill themselves. <laughs> Most effective, Your Majesty. Will you destroy this? Later. I like to play with things while before annihilation. <laughs> like that? Kind of that epic? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Indeed that like epic. That. Okay. There there there's a reason on the live stream that I am hidden behind that white screen. That's, that's right. Behind you don't look at the man behind the curtain. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Honey badger do care. <laughs> Honey badger don't care. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to do an Austin Powers silhouette show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, hmm. I tell Jeff that we may have to revisit this later, but at this point, I can take all, I need all the help I can get. So he's welcome to stand here and, and guard until we, we, get together later on and then i would proceed to look around the shrine and uh just check it out make sure it's not somewhat damaged there is um it looks like the shrine itself is not marred by blade or hammer but there is a kind of clay type cask that has been placed up against it behind the altar Okay, I definitely want to check that out. Listen to your internal Akbar. <laughs> okay, it, it, is it, it open it, or closed or? It is. It is closed. It's sealed. It looks rather innocuous. Um, it's a perfect time a, for Jeff to do something. There is a. <laughs> there is what appears to be a a string coming out of a small hole near the top on the side um, that is quite actually a, a, a long string. Um, it does reach the ground and it appears, that string appears to be uh, uh, yellow in color and sort of kind of powdery substance on it. Okay, at this point I look around and realize that we've left Thorn somewhere and he's become suddenly interesting to me. So I would... Uh, tell Jeff to guard the shrine and I would walk speedily back to where I last left Cesar and Mithrin at the inn and try to look for them. Just as an aside, um, they were up there with you at You turn around altar. and we're right there. And you're yes. right there. Okay, I thought, right I, missed I thought I missed you. I thought I missed you. Oh, that's right, you came. Okay, so then I would say to you guys, hey, does anyone know where Thorn is? I remember him going off to ride the spider for a while. I like the wolf man, but he can have the spider. (laughs) (laughs) That's the last time I saw him as well. Uh, He went off into the woods. I believe it was towards the the north-ish part of the the woods, but that's about it. I have a feeling it can't be that hard to follow a giant (laughs) two-story spider if we really wanted to. But at the same time, I'm just kind of hoping he let it off a cliff and he's going to be back soon. So that's my hope anyway. Okay, then I I would um sort of make my way towards the jail and kind of look for tracks. Probably even an inept tracker like myself could notice the huge swaths of giant spider footprints. Okay. Um, by the way, just just as a reminder from last episode, the uh, although Mithrin has his horse following him, uh, the other horses were 
set up outside of in the courtyard of um, the inn should they be needed okay, down the line. Those horses. Um, let us pause for just a moment and let us account for Caesar and Mithrin as they have listened to this tale of epic. And then we will continue on. Um, Caesar, you have come in as a story is about to be told. You have seen the great scene before you. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Xantari is doing this sort of stuff. Um, what were you up to? Well, I mean, I'm listening in. I, we've been looking for her, and she comes across this crazy scene that's, you know, in her sort of area of the town that she's just designated for her purposes. And mm-hmm. I listened to, to Jeffrey spin his tail, and, uh, you know, I hear of Genesee, you know, requesting his help, and I know, you know, she hasn't been far enough away from me to to have done that, uh, just like the tale of, of Mithrin from before. So, Cesar starts adding two and two together and not really coming up with anything, but, you know, preparing the formula, so to speak. He sees that these two are probably related somehow, but he, he has no previous experience with any kind of sort of timey-wimey issues. So, uh... He uh, waits for more information at this point. Okay. Uh, Mithrin. I would have a very similar experience is that I would, you know, walk in and I would hear the story being told and realize that it's very similar to the story that was, that I vaguely heard at the end. I didn't hear all of it. Um, and I would kind of be be thinking, okay, this is very odd, very strange, but this whole night has been very odd and very strange. I am just going to kind of follow follow everyone else's lead at this moment. Um, although I am very very confused. <laughs> Not insane, just confused. Okay. So, you all go, go back to the um, inn, get your horses, although Mithrin can do whatever he wants. Uh, Dagger Rock's right here. Okay. Jeff has pretty much said that he's going to watch over things. Since he has not gotten any um, instruction regarding the cask at the altar, he's just probably going to leave that alone. He's, you know, he seems to be not the uh, go over and redecorate um, sort. <laughs> he's a simple man. Mm-hmm. He's not a member of the show that that Kevin and his wife like to watch all the time. Yeah. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy is a great show. <laughs> it's a great show. I, I was thinking more of like, a, you know, a number one or a number two from, uh, what's the, um, Venture Brothers, but okay. Yeah, see, I don't know that show. <gasps> you don't know Venture Brothers? See, that's a show that most people probably know, and that's probably why I don't. Yeah. They're Different. cloned. Properly over and over, and they get stupider each time. I think Mithrin? you'd like it, Mithrin. I'm sure Mithrin? I would love it. it. Is it like Wonder Chosen? You watch that? No. Okay. This is animated. Well, yeah. Well, Wonder Chosen is is Cartoon Network kind of thing, but it's Adult Swim. But ah, yeah. don't this 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 is this is Adult Swim as well. But until you, until you know Doctor Girl Girlfriend and the Monarch and Brock Sampson and all of the others. Where where do we all fall on uh, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force? <laughs> you don't like it? Hate it. Why? Say I've never Dude. seen it. It's Sucks. so funny. Come on. Sucks. The first season's really funny. My freshman roommate used to watch it all the time. I hate it. Oh, no. It's okay. We could we have, fall back have... on the 4,000 other things that we have in common. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mith- Mithrin, like, I, Mithrin, I'm I'm officially disappointed in you for uh, the the non venture brothers. So we'll have to correct that. God, right. I lost um, some people. No, <laughs> no, no. Just, okay. just I'm sorry. I, we totally I, tangented I, away from the tea, but just had to. <laughs> All righty. Well, having proven that a lot of culture still hasn't gone to Australia, 
We move on. Uh, <laughs> or to Minnesota, apparently. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the same distance, really, culturally. Yeah, and it, it does take about 14 hours to get to either. Um, sure. Having collected your horses, uh, Xanatari has um, made the request to go check out for tracks and everything. And uh, while you all do that, I'm going to talk to Thorn and catch up with him. Hi, Thorn. I thought. What? So I can't talk to myself? <laughs> oh, let's just persecute the crazy guy. Oh, I see how it is. Yeah, we already had we an episode, episode about that. Yeah. <laughs> Get to the back of the bus, Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody understands me. <laughs> you have to go with the other cakes. <laughs> Ow. It's just like pick, just pick on Thorn Day. That's what it is. Well, you know, you gotta you know end up on the, thorn the, and you get stuck in your skin, so. Do you know what? We shall never speak it's of got, it. It's gotten to the point where I'm sort of just going to abandon Thorn and just bring Bortem back. He didn't get picked <laughs> on like this. <laughs> you will. You just watch. <laughs> Alright. It's furism, that's what I'm telling you. It's furism. You've left in the last episode a sigil that still has a good remaining period of time, probably about four and a half to. Almost five hours worth of uh, time left on against a tree. Mm-hmm. Using one of your special attacks, uh, you've made some other um, markings as well. And as before, you had discovered something upon the trail. But um, what's going on with you? Well, apart from having uh, real bad. Just, uh, what was it when you ride a horse and you're not used to riding a horse for so long? It's like, you know how when you get off the horse, yeah, maybe the other, yeah, and it you just got bow legged, so- yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's that's so- sort of happening. That's my, yeah, you would think the fur would help, but it doesn't, um, especially with eight legs. Okay, uh, so you're saying the spider is now bow-legged because you're riding it, or you're getting a little saddle sore? I'm getting a little saddle sore. That's what I'm trying to get at. Whoa. Okay. So are you um, trying but to... I, gonna, are you going to think about that? or okay? No, I am going to grin and bear it, and I'm going to continue following... Well, not following, but leading the spider back to its natural home. Okay. Where I will not release it, but tame its little brethren and then make an army. <laughs> Fluffy, the army. Okay, then you right now you're probably a good four miles out of town at this rate, uh, cruising along, cruising along fairly well, hmm. and okay. um, going to the party as a whole, you're able to come to some degree of the initial direction to start with because you saw which way he went back over the wall and, and so forth. But is anyone here that you're kind of willing to have be the quote-unquote ranger of the group to try and track? Or is anyone here trained in track? <laughs> Given that the uh, ranger I... of the group is sort of bugging off on a giant spider. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun, guys! I'm out of here! <clears throat> what skill would that be? Nature. Nature. Mm. I got a seven. I have a four, so. I have an stop eight. Me. How did that happen? Trying to see you win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Um, due to the fact that these are somewhat clear marks, um, I think I think we'll say that. For the area that they're in, there's not often um, hash marks made against trees, so we'll, we'll make that part fairly easy. But uh, the problem is, is that he's up kind of high, and he's admitted as such that his marks are you kind of need to pay attention to sort of a different level than your eyes naturally rest at. So in order to get up to the first marker... Um, I assume since it's going to be the Atari doing it, let's do a difficulty 15 and four successes uh, will be needed before you get four failures in order to bring yourselves up to that 
magic marker. All right. So, 13, so no. 11, no. Okay, 18, yes. How many I roll? Um, basically, you need to get four successes before you get four failures. So you're at one success. And three failures. Fail- okay. I thought you were at two failures. Two failures, two. okay. Um, yeah, 16. 12, so that's three failures. And how many successes? Two. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, 22. Three, three. Oh, um, yeah, 21. <sighs> Wonderfully done. Um, you're quickly able to find the uh, game path. Follow your nose. And... <laughs> <laughs> I can smell We're thorn all nose. through this forest. Why, why do I just see her putting on, like, this helm now? She puts the visor down in this giant toucan Sam nose. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, oh, this isn't Thorn. This is Fruit Loops. Oh. <laughs> well, so, knowing me, I've probably got a packet of Fruit Loops in my pocket that I'm eating while riding the spider. Well, splendid. Mm-hmm. Then it works. I am, I am basically, I've got the mentality of, like, an eight-year-old. Now, tell us about your character. <laughs> well, Thorn puts you. M&M's on his sandwiches. <laughs> and I drink melted-down red frogs. Okay. Mm. Mm. You're able to so find is that actually a lollipop? <laughs> oh. oh! Yes! <laughs> that was an epic pun. Can we, can we remove Kevin from the podcast, please? No! I, I feel uncomfortable. Right now. <laughs> uh, uh. Show us where the joking hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. Noted. <laughs> you killed Kevin. Good work. <laughs> there you go. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It says you're just kind of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, um, you're able to find the trail. Your horses are not exactly happy to be on this trail. Uh, they handle it fine, but there is a degree of caution that they seem to be exhibiting. But you're able to make good time, and after a few kind of missteps, you were able to keep the party on track for uh, following along. Cesar? You're able to start to notice as well some of these purple things on the ground um, as you're traveling through, and they they don't seem to strike you as being very much along the lines of uh, natural to this area. Okay. Can I take a closer look and maybe see if I can get some more information? Okay. If you want to get down and, and do that while the party is riding, um, they're moving at a pace that you'd still be able to catch up if you did that. Okay, so. That's fine. Uh, in character for you, out of character for everyone else, as you, do you just go over and pick one up or what are you trying to do? I'll, I'll, I'll look at it first, make sure it won't bite me. Okay. Uh, it looks kind of like a piece of rock. Okay. Um, I'll pick it up. You find that it's, um, more like a thick, fleshy, callus-type material than it is a rock. There's definite organic nature to this. Um, it is not a scale, but it is... It's like a bunion. <laughs> kind right. of yes it, it's it's something that apparently had some large degree of moisture to it but apparently dehydrated quickly upon dispatching from whatever it came from cosmoid <laughs> <laughs> um 
if you want to roll like a nature check or some sort of sure, I'll try. check, you can you can do whatever you would like to to try and determine what this is. Okay. Twelve nature. Okay. Um, you haven't done much biology, have you? Or have you? Mm, most likely not. Okay. Um, it seems kind of like a maggot or worm kind of skin pattern on the uh, on this thing that you're holding. Okay. How big is it? Uh, this particular piece that you're holding is um, about the size of your hand. Okay. And uh, you said it's purple. Did you say it was glowing or just it's just purple? It's just purple. Would you would you say it's basically um, insect chitin? Um, if you look at the background for Thorn's image on um, Skype, it's that kind of mauvey purple. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's chitin. It looks like some sort of flesh that has rubbed off or been cast off or something. Okay. So, in in character, Cesar would be made aware of this, and for everybody else, well, you don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Um. I'll. Can I break off like a small chunk of it? Uh, it's it's pretty dense stuff. You you'd have to cut it or. I uh put the piece in just my main pack and uh, mount up and ride hard to catch up with the rest of the group. Okay. Uh, Mithrin? Yo. Um, your horse is not exactly bucking to overtake Xanatari's, but you can tell that it is clearly used to being in the lead. And mm. that it is somewhat uncomfortable being in this sort of dense forest where it cannot charge. You know, bossy horse. Yeah, it's 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 not it's it's not fighting you in any means. It just seems to be conveying itself. Well, I would pat its neck and be like, you know, it's okay. Don't worry, we're fine. I think. Calm down. Everything's great. Okay. You have anything to eat? Kind of. Is that, is that your horse whisperer voice? I know. Yeah, Very that's my horse whisperer. Yes. Yeah, my horse. Worry. Everything's fine. Horses enjoy the monotone voice. Slow as you can do it. <laughs> if you behave yourself, we'll buy pizza and beer later. Yeah. C- uh, C- Caesar Mithrin uh, succeeds yeah. in charming a squirrel or something. Want <laughs> an apple? Maybe a sugar cube. <laughs> Might be able to do that. <laughs> Why does your horse voice sound a lot like, you know, smooth radio? <laughs> it's it's not my NPR voice. That's a different voice. <laughs> That's it's 17 to the hour. We have any, <laughs> Anyway, um yeah, I, I would I would be noticing the agitation uh of my horse and I would be still following uh Zantari along this path. Um do I notice anything that might be peculiar about um, anything that my companions are doing that may have seen or may seem odd compared to what they were doing before, like when we were at the inn. I mean, do they appear different to me? Because there's been a lot of strange weirdness. <laughs> let's just say that. Um, let's see. Cesar's on a horse. That is weird. That, that is, is weird. Odd. Yes. Um... You don't recall him buying a horse? Yeah. You know, he did just kind of the beer out of the blue out of a portal and just got a horse now. Mm. Um, Good times. Everyone has horses all of a sudden, except for one of us has a spider, which is even odder. (laughs) Actually, Cesar, in in all the confusion and everything, you, you don't seem to recall buying a horse either. Okay, very good. I don't pay attention to minutia like this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm on a horse. Buy some deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. 
come on, we all saw it coming. Yep. So you might as well do it. <laughs> you look up, you look down, you're on a horse, buy some deodorant. Uh, there we go. <laughs> mm. Brandless deodorant. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I would just be following along, but I, I honestly am, am quite on guard because if an animal is upset by the trail that we're on, I also would be upset if I noticed that because usually they have senses that I do not. So, okay. Well, I, I am, I'm going to add one little fun thing for you, Mithrin. Um, you know, you, you have had a taste of the epic. You've seen Xanatari and, and heard her story. It's a little taste of the epic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with your rattled brain, you might actually spend some time pondering what Cesar in the epic would be like. So maybe you want to throw a couple um, things in your own mind that maybe he's acting differently or something like that. But to to your clear sense, they're wearing the same things that they were wearing before. It's all kind of, you know, for, for all intents right. and purposes, you guys are on a on a field trip after the town has been destroyed. But sure. out here, it doesn't seem like the town's been destroyed. Gotcha. So I don't know where you are and all that other kind of. Thing, I will. But... I will contemplate on on the epicness I have seen. Okay. I think if he contemplates on the epicness of Thorn, he'll brain, his brain will break even further. <laughs> Let us find out. You'll okay. be a drooling mess. <laughs> Here's the epicness that I came up with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you all arrive at the final marker. Well, not the final marker, but the, the magic marker that Cesar <laughs> is able to first see. It was a Sharpie. Yep. yep I Smells was like to... grape. Oh. oh, I was hoping for to get that one under the radar, but nope. Um, Thank you for naming the episode. <laughs> uh, you come across the marker that Thorin had left. Uh, Cesar is probably going to spy that one first, but uh, Xanatari, due to your tracking ability, uh, an extra 100 experience points for going outside of your comfort level and safely delivering members of the party to a point. To a magic uh, marker. We've arrived at the magic marker. Mm -hmm. That's right. Before I, would, before I left the town, I stole all the party's crayons and magic markers. I would, however, suggest, since we've gone here, not to sniff the magic marker. He is, after all, a werebeast. Uh, mm, good. Good point there. Mm-hmm. Safety first. Yep. <laughs> I don't like what you're implying. Thorn, would you, yes. you be kind enough? Um, I don't believe you gave a meaning to the symbol at the last uh, in the last episode. Is this something that um, that someone's going to need to roll an arcane check in order to understand, or uh, what, what's, what did you leave? Um, I sort of left it inherently. I, I was thinking mostly of, of Xanatari in mind, and given that it is an elemental spirit of lightning, um, maybe they can connect the dots. Okay. Being a little bit cryptic. If they can't, then I'll tell them. But Xanatari, Zan- you have seen an uncharacteristically um, cognizant action by someone to leave this mark. Yeah, wow. Thorin, he did that. I'm <laughs> shocked. Okay. So I'm going to examine the mark, and then maybe you can describe it for me a little bit more clearly. Um, okay. So the the mark is obviously like an elemental spirit. Um, so it can contact or make contact with you, given that it is a spirit. It can imply an impression upon you. Um, it's like a very light blue, kind of like the blue a lightning is during a thunderstorm. It's like that electric blue, mm-hmm. um, and it sort of flickers between that and like a white color, and it shimmers in the light. Um, so I mean, and it it sort of makes up like a 
I don't like a like a, a lightning type icon. So it's so it's sort of identifiable to you. Okay. And is this what we've been using to track you to this place or is this where you are well, right now? Well, this is this is this is my first major marker. This is to say, "Hey, I'm on my way." Okay. This way. Um okay. Um by the way, uh Zanatari, do you have Bert with you? Yes, still. Okay. Very good. Okay. So Thorn is still um, a degree ahead. Uh, do you all wish to continue pressing forth upon what you think is the path, or uh, what do you guys want to do? I want to follow Thorn. That's where we're going. So. Yep, I would follow. Okay. Very good. Xanatari. Uh, Feeling somewhat more confident. Um, I believe it was a 20 the last time. What was the 20? For your, for your difficulty in tracking. Um, it was 15 or 18, wasn't it? No, I think it was 20, wasn't it? The difficulty it was rating? Was it I 20? think it was 20 because okay. you had some higher ones there. Um, I think with your confidence, uh, let us make this four successes before failures at difficulty 15 this time. 15, okay. And it's nature that I'm rolling? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Uh, 20, even. Not not natural, but there. 18. Um, just pa- pause for a sec. You got a natural 20 there? I did not. It was just a 20 with the additives, so... Oh, okay. Modified. Modified, as you'd like to say, yes. Mm-hmm. And 18. Mm-hmm. Um, 15. 28, and that is a natural 20. With the natural 20, um, if you had rolled the natural 20 earlier, I would have given you successes for all the remainder. <laughs> At this point in time, I'm going to have it be that you know, you're going to be able to catch up to Thorn much faster because you've managed to find the best, the best way to travel down this path. At speed without... Um, you know, injury to your horses and, and so forth. Um, however, I think that you get to do an epic scene description of your epic montage of your journey down the path. Okay. Um, I think the time we're riding right now, it's probably close to evening. It's been a long day and we, we headed out really late last night to the jail, and I'm guessing by the time we're finished with all of this that the sun's kind of setting its twilight. We can probably see the fires burning behind us in the town of Winterhaven um, as we're making our way through the trees quickly and trying to keep track of, of where we are at the same time. And so then I would come upon wherever Thorn is. Um, well, I would assume there's a clearing ahead, uh, and a giant spider would need some space to move around. Um, and because he was riding this spider, I assume the purpose, you know, as Zenitar, I wouldn't know, but assume the purpose would be that um, either the spider took off toward its home, or he wanted to check out maybe where it came from. So uh, there would be a clearing and some rocks ahead, and uh, I would see Thorn with the spider. They would be at a stop and he would be uh, peering down toward the rocky areas and um, trying to get a look at why the spider has stopped. Okay. Thorn, you're still in the saddle at this point, yes? Yep. Uh, I'm going to jump in here, and what actually Thorn is looking down at from his perch... uh, towards the rocks below as there's a another dip in the terrain is coming up the hill sort of slithering is a <laughs> large what appears to be purple worm uh oh that is sensed either the Tremors or something um, of something that is within that rock face um, in the path. There seems to be something between you and the worm. 
and the worm seems to be focusing in on whatever those are. So it, it, it hasn't really taken. It's all right. So the worm is coming towards us. Well, the worm the worm is heading in your direction. However, there is in this rock field um, down below. There's a you know good number of boulders, and it looks like behind one of these boulders there is something or some things that have attracted the attention of this creature. Interesting. Alright, um... From the current vantage where you are on the trail, uh, and basically, uh, in the clearing, you're not quite able to make, make out what it is, but if you moved around a bit, you might be able to tell what's going on there. Okay, um, I'd like to goad the spider into... Because I haven't noticed that, um, the rest of the party have rocked up behind me. Uh, I want to sort of goad it into, um, a very nimble sort of quick uh dash or crawl but um using using the the trees on the outside of the, like the clearing as as cover mm-hmm. um i'm going to use the the spider's natural agility and 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 nimbleness amongst um the 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 forest to sort of go, go around qu- quietly so it doesn't actually the the people down in the boulder field actually don't hear me okay very good. Uh, Cesar, you have rolled into the clearing. Okay. <laughs> He's like, yep, I'm here. <laughs> He's here, I'm asleep. <laughs> no, I'm here. Um, so, where are we again in relation to Thorn? Uh, Thorn was... At the north of a clearing, mm-hmm. and you guys have come in from you know probably the southwest because he was traveling north northwest, so somewhere yeah. in that direction. And he there's like a dip in the terrain, and you see him suddenly scuttle off um, to the west at the edge of uh, this clearing into the trees as some sort of like alarm type, you know, speed. He's died. He's died. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess I'll try to. I guess. Um, I guess try to get over to him to get back in contact with him to see what's going on. Okay. Um, Thorn, you're going to hear the sound of uh, hoofbeats coming up behind you, um, or from where you were. So. Make that clear. They ain't horses. You're just banging two coconuts together. (laughs) (laughs) Mithrin. Where'd you get the coconuts? Coconuts. What do you mean? Well, coconuts are from a a tropical zone. This is a temperate zone. (laughs) Mithrin, as you come out of the woods, having been so impressively led here by Xanatari, who is just turning out to be a jack-of-all-trades mm-hmm. when it comes to skills and tracking and so forth. Um, you catch the tail end of a bunch of spider legs, but not the whole body of the spider, disappearing into the tree line to the west. That's great. Do I recognize the spider as the one that I've seen before? I'm probably you're intimately acquainted with him. Yeah, we've been we've been close. It, it's entirely up to you. It's you know it's been less than 24 hours. It's up to you yeah. if you decide to. I, I'm pretty sure or not, or you know, I'm pretty sure I would recognize that the foul leggedness of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Caesar's in front of me, riding towards it. I'm assuming. Yes. Um, so I will be also following along, but regretfully, you know, being like, you know, I, I, I like, this is what I'm thinking to myself. Like, I, I like Thorn and I like these guys and everything, but really, spiders? Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Very good. Zinatari. Mm, I would... <laughs> 
I would just yell out, totally disregarding the fact that he's trying to be stealthy. Thorn, what are you doing, Thorn? <laughs> Dude, hey! Over here! I'm going to ignore them and roll a stealth check, please. <laughs> okay. That would be a twenty-five. Is that a natural twenty or a non-natural twenty? No, that's a modified twenty-five. Okay. He's quite good. You're you're somewhat losing him in the uh, even though the size of the spider, the he must have found one of the more effectively grouped uh, together bunches of trees. <laughs> the man can't climb down a pit, but he can stealth on the top of a giant spider. Well, you you know the spider is there. You can see sort of the legs, but he's kind of got it, the body hidden. But you just kind of see legs sticking out. But, you know, the, to to someone who wasn't familiar with the fact that it was a spider, you'd probably mistake them as being some sort of branches or logs or... Some other insect. Horrible, horrible death-type appendages that... You know. think, of, think of it this way, Zanatari. Um... Because I've got, I'm I'm trained in nature. I understand um, the way animals use the, you know, the their surroundings to disguise themselves, especially so in regards to insects, um, because they're probably the most pronounced in using trees and and whatnot to to cover themselves from predators, because they're most likely to be picked off. Um, you know, and I I think I sort of take those principles and apply it to the same thing with the spider, is, is that a spider can can pretty much disappear into a into a bush and you would never find it ever again. Um, you could probably do the same thing with a giant spider in a really big forest like this one. Okay. I I'm I'm gonna rule that, you know, there there are ways to see this uh, to see this spider, but you're doing an, an excellent job of uh, camouflage all the same. Um you are clearly hidden from whatever is down in the uh, the field, though. The border okay. field. Um, okay, so you have made some moves, and uh, how about, how far have you moved, roughly, Thorn? Um, well, I'd probably slow the spider's pace to make to not make um, that much noise. So I'd probably say, how, how big is the clearing? Um, Approximately, from what I can gorge. The, the clearing that you left, or the rock field? The the rock field. Sorry, the, the one that I'm skirting. The rock field is at least a half mile wide. Half mile wide. Um, so I'd probably say I've I've only moved, um, probably a quarter of that around. So if I've come in from the north northeast, and assuming that it's a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am doing math this time around. I've probably only moved about a quarter of the way around because, I mean, at the same time, I need to take care and, and not alerting the people down in the field to my presence until I can find out who they are. Having moved as you have, uh, Thorn, you notice that there appears to be a small band of uh, light-haired, dark-skinned figures that are... Um, behind the boulder. Uh, they've since moved, been trying to move around to try and stay away from this worm. Um, but they're, they're, they're clearly not residents of the uh, Winter Haven area that, so far as you've been able to tell in your brief time in the area. Those who are following along to Thorn. Um, we'll get your results because he's led you on not exactly a merry chase, but he, he's covered some distance for some sort of purpose. So if anyone wants to make a perception check to try and figure Please. out why he's avoiding you all or trying to be stealthy or something. Um, 23. Mm-hmm. 22. <laughs> okay. Uh, everybody except Mithrin um, is can see in in the bits and pieces trying to put things together in their head that the there's something out in the field and you can see those figures and see that they are 
quite similar to the ones that you encountered in the town. The worm is still working its way around, apparently, the footsteps or whatever that it's using to track these is light enough that it's not getting good hits all the time, so there's a lot of sort of disruption in um, its tracking ability. And Mithrin, to you, it just looks like Thorn is leading you on a merry chase to find some place to ambush you with this big, giant, scary spider. Because <laughs> <laughs> why else? Excellent. Thorn? Why else would Thorn run? You know, he was he was carrying along with Sanitari an emblem mm-hmm. of the spider deity from earlier, you know. It's true. Mm-hmm. But if no one else is uh, upset, I think I'm just going to ride with it. Mm-hmm. I don't re- really trust myself too much at this moment, so... Your your horse does seem to be not used to your current style of operating, because it seems to be expecting you to go bursting out of the trees onto the rock field and charge this thing. This worm. So you're not getting the really sort of from the horse, but there's... It, it, it seems like there's... you. you it seems like it was working with some sort of harmony before. Mm. And now that harmony is somewhat disrupted and it's, it's not going against you at all. But it seems to just have that sort of... There are dissonant notes in this song. It, it's waiting for the tally-ho. Mm. Where we live, never mind. I just added a major 13th to this chord. Why would you do it, horse? Why would you do it, Daggerbrock? <laughs> and Eric, as Cesar uh, looks in his little black book, yes, I do have someone in there named Tally Ho. <laughs> no, no, no. How do wait. you know her? She said she One only was loved Tally. Me. The other was Ho. <laughs> Together Sis- they form sisters. Oh, oh, good damn. twins. Twins. Siamese twins. Rated four. Rated four star and three stars respectively. Rated too dangerous for Australia. Yeah. All right. Um, Thorn. Yep. You see things out there. Okay. Um, What to do? What to do? Um, They uh, are they. So, are they attacking the worm at all, or are they just trying to evade it? It looks like they're trying to get away, away from, um, away from that area, and trying to get away from it. But the, it looks like they probably got a round or two before this worm really locks in on them. Okay. Now I need to make a choice here. This is this is going to be a Mass Effect three style choice. Oh no! It means that nothing will change. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of Ouch. what you do, and the same. Is that what you're trying to say? Do, do I do I do I bother? Do I why why do I bother? I try to get into it, but really it just gets <laughs> shut down. I'm I'm very demoralized right now. I don't even think I can play anymore. I just want to quit. <laughs> Take my ball and go home. I just don't want to do this anymore. This <laughs> <laughs> um, serious. Cause tonight's the night that everyone's been picking on me, and I don't like it. Tonight, who has picked on you? <laughs> Live stream can back me up, and it's recorded as well. So you just go back and no you. No one's picked on you. Uh, no, no. Anyway, moving on. I have a choice to make. Do I tackle the worm or do I tackle the people that are evading the worm? Uh, if I tackle the worm and save the drow, which we can ass- safely assume to be drow because they're dark-skinned, fair-haired, um, and given the context of the game, um, saving them could look like a bad move, but it could give us answers. Or I could take down the drow and then the worm and still get nagged at by Xanatari for not leaving one alive to get answers from. 
Uh, okay, I'm going to tackle the worm. I'm going to drive... I'm going to charge the spider right at the worm. Um, I'm assuming it's it's used to combat, given our last encounter with the spider, so I'm going to charge the, the spider straight at the worm. And with the giant spider bursting out of the woods, like the General Lee bursting over a broken bridge through a train... <laughs> door that is open on both sides. <laughs> the sleeper must awaken. <laughs> How did you know that that's the spider's that call? Was, yeah, that was the call of the spider. <laughs> Alright. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Great Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers and the Super Number One Podcast with Kevin and Andrew. One topic, two geeks, several beers. One at greyareapodcast.com and the other at supernumberone.libsyn.com. Join us for a worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. And I super rush for the exit music. Cut myself at work. Doing what? Cutting things with an exacto knife. And you oh, yeah. Uh, uh, box cutter? Answering those phones no. is really deadly. Can be. Oh, wrong job. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, five stitches. Fe- feeding babies to lions is a very dangerous Ow. job. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, so, what wow. job is that? I work in an electroforming shop. We make uh, small parts for government things. I was just trimming some masking off of a rack and just slipped right into my hand. <laughs> Ouch. Man. That is you're not making good. Pa- you're making parts for robots on your... <laughs> It'll be a good scar. Right. It'll be a marvelous scar. Make sure you come up with a better story. <laughs> so you, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it has right. to be something you're like, you know, yeah, I was... You know, cutting <laughs> something with an exacto knife because there was a princess tied inside, and you were running out of time. You had to uh, cut the binds of a friendly bear because a giant viper was coming out of the woods to attack you. <laughs> Maybe we should agree. stick yes. with the the bomb defusing story. And I was trying to decide between the red and the blue wire. I couldn't decide, <laughs> so I cut my own thumb off. <laughs> and I saw the red blood, and I was like, it's "Red, the red one." You were trying to raise your dead grandmother and just decided you needed a little 